The NBA season is moving at a fast pace. The All-Star break is coming up. The game itself still in question, whether or not it'll happen, still up in the air. The trade deadline is fastly approaching. Keep that in mind. And the mid-season point will come and go within a week or two, depending on the team. The co-host of the JNG podcast, a little vehicle that I was on last semester for one of my classes, joined me today to go over the, some NBA notes and create a clearer picture for the rest of the season. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! You guys hear me well, by the way, right? Yeah. Don't decide to me to yep. get you off. Yeah, we're good. All, All good. Right, cool, cool, cool. Give it a couple seconds. All right, we said, Gil and I said this about three weeks ago, and here it is. We got the JNG show on the Grind Hours, and naturally... On the first day of pitchers and catchers, baseball season opens up. We're talking NBA. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it, that's just a, just how it rolls. I got a. Uh, if you want to listen to a, a baseball podcast, go to listen to Tuesday's show before you listen to this one. But boys, it's uh, it's good to have all three of us on a podcast together. This hasn't happened in a couple of months, so it, it, it's. It's good. It, I, I feel like things are back to normal a little bit, even though we are doing this over Zoom. Um, coming right off the blocks, we'll start in New York, not with my team, even though we're recording this on a Wednesday after a fantastic come-from-behind win for my Nets. James Harden went berserk in the fourth quarter. So did Joey Buckets, Joe Harris. I went to bed with about five minutes left in in the first half, they were down 20. So waking up to a a Nets win was a shocker for me. So, but the other team, you're the beard, you're yeah, the beard. <laughs> he oh, it was nasty, man. Um, oh, man. Starting with the Knicks, though, their most recent game that I watched, they beat the Hawks in a very impressive win. Uh, my comparison to them being the 2017-2018 Nets. I think is spot on. I, I really, really do. They are a young team that is fun to watch. Um, that just if you're a net, if you're a Nick, if you're a basketball fan, you want to root for this team because they got guys that you can root for. There's nobody on this team that you can hate. There's nobody. Right, right. So, and I'm sure it kills Knicks fans that they can't be in the building for this yet. Uh, well, let's, let's be honest. Uh, well, first off there, there's, they got Knicks fans coming to the garden, I think like a week from today, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, um, yep. man, I haven't been this excited to be a Knicks fan since I was 15 years old and they won 54 games and they were just, you know, the J kid, Raymond Felton, the J kid, Raymond Felton, Mello was the scoring champ, Tyson Chandler, you know, uh, J.R. Smith. Yeah, you know. and guess what? They got bounced in the first round by by the Heat. And no, that was a that... different that was a different season actually. The, that se- the season they won fifty four games. They lost in like six to Indiana. Um, no, even better. So you get to lose <laughs> to Philly in the first and in, in the uh, second round. Yeah, it'll be a great season to watch and a heartbreaking end, as it, we all know. It'll be a building season. I really think. Oh yeah, it's a building season. Um, I don't want to step on the podcast that I have coming next week because I kind of talked a little bit of Knicks on this. So I'll just swing it over to uh, the new – I'm stepping on the the lead here. I always do that with this show. We got a new guest. 
another Nick added to the Rolodex of the Grind Hours podcast, Nicholas Romeo. Glad to have you on the show. You're the reason why we're doing this podcast because we got to get the J and G energy back on <laughs> rock and rolling. Let's go. Um, it's good to be back, guys. Good to be back. I missed missed you guys a couple of weeks ago, but I'm here and I'm ready. I'm ready to talk some basketball. Let's do it. So with the Knicks, my biggest thing. Um, again, I'm gonna talk. I already recorded a uh, a series of podcasts. Stay stay tuned for that. I'll I'll talk more about that at the end. But um. My biggest takeaway is the play of Julius Randle. Um, oh, yeah. And it's kind of funny because two nights ago, he went for, what was it, 44? 44. 44. Uh, 44. And, I'm, and I, what the most thing that I'm talking about is, the, is his passing. He's such a good passer this, this year from the high post. There's two guys maybe that are better than him in the high post that, that are – big and as tall as he is and that's Jokic and Davis and that's it that that's the list there it's Jokic and, and Davis you, and Randall you forget his three point his three point percentage is big like you saw how many threes he had against uh, the Hawks last game he's he's a force all around the court Julius Randall he's he's a beast his defense it has some stuff to, to be desired but that's not what he's there for they got Nerlens Noel they have Mitchell Robinson He's not the main defensive anchor, and I think he's thriving in this role. This is the guy that the Lakers picked out of Kentucky. This is his true upside. I think we're seeing the peak of Julius Randle, and I don't know if he's the – he's definitely not the best player on a, on a championship contender, but he's a good secondary piece. Um I'm bet I bet the Pelicans are kicking themselves right about now. I, I'm sure they would love to have him, Zion, and uh, Lonzo. No, and, Ingram. and Brandon Ingram, Ingram. A, as a big three in New Orleans because they had him and they let him go. So the the other thing with the Knicks that I am love uh, to see, that I'm loving is the resurgence of Derrick Rose. No, it's not by any means MVP Derrick Rose, but he's found something that he kind of tapped into in Detroit. And that it's, it's just, again, it's a fun brand of basketball to watch. You can watch the guys, the benches into it. Once they get fans in the garden, it's going to be, even if it's 10% capacity, it is going to be, ridiculous the, the msg will blast into the stratosphere if this team makes the playoffs ah uh, well this this i can't i can't you put derrick rose on a team with tom thibodeau you get some magic you get good things are going to happen well uh, we'll wait to the playoffs you still oh yeah but you've seen you've seen the history about. you've seen the history like statistically like you saw the rose history how that but how'd it end though not well but like exactly. think about it so think about it two, he's got he's two, got go ahead he's got he had an MVP caliber seasons with him in Chicago. He had a resurgence in his career in Minnesota with under under Thibodeau. You know, they're he's not expected to put up obviously MVP like numbers, but you bring in a veteran who's had this experience, who's been around the league, who's won some games, who's obviously lost plenty of big ones. You're gonna and you have a young core group on the Knicks quickly. 
Alfred Payton, who also is somewhere in the midst. He's right? a vet. He's been around. You I mean, could say borderline vet. Losing teams, quickly. He's around. Obi Toppin, though. Like we got quickly. We got Obi Toppin. Randall's been around the league, but now he's taking this new role as the as the offensive weapon, right? Right. RJ Barrett. You can't forget. You can't RJ forget Barrett. Of course. Barrett. Of course. Of course. And Mitchell Robinson. And you add veteran leadership to those guys. Not not to mention also the addition of Nerlens Noel. Uh, yeah. Again, Alfred Payton. It's that's, that's, perfect. That's a good it's what you need for a consistent play, playoff team, and it's what you need to turn the culture around. That's right. exactly what the Nets did. It's ex- exactly what the Nets did. Are some of the players that the Knicks have better than the culture builders that the Nets had, i.e. Jared Dudley for the Nets? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even though I love Jared Dudley. I love him to death. And that's NBA champion Jared Dudley. M- M- yeah, let me put some respect <laughs> on his name. NBA champion Jared Dudley. NBA champion Jared Dudley. But, Can't forget that. <laughs> no, it's, this is a recipe for success. It's what's going to make the Knicks a better free agent mar- uh, destination now because you're going to have a winning culture here. And, and, and Nick, I mean, you look at the next crop of free agents, Giannis is already off the books, but – I mean, you got guys like Embiid up soon, Simmons up soon, Jimmy Butler's going to be back up soon, Kawhi and Paul George's contracts end this year. So going into this summer, if the Knicks are a playoff team, even if they're in the 7-8 the, the range, if you get into the playoffs, you show you got something there, they're more attractive than they were in years past, whiffing on guys like KD, among others. Yeah, I could definitely see the Knicks trading away some good players, maybe some picks around for two stars. I think they grab yeah, two stars and they and they work their way out. Who knows? Like you said, they could be like the Nets all right now, and they're moving up trying to grab players right now. They want to win mentality right now, here and now. And I don't know who knows? if you can do that, though. I don't know if you can I think, I think the fact that they've been keeping on Randall, though, is why they won't trade for two, or they won't acquire two. You know what I mean? But you get, I mean, you get one massive star. Right. You get a Kawhi, and then you build yeah, around you with a bunch of role players. Him or Ben Simmons. Right. You could, you could definitely tell, like, yeah. Bradley Beal. Oh, no. They're they're one they're one yeah. with, like backcourt player away from being like a solid mid tier playoff team. I think they already are, but that's just me. We'll quickly move to out west to some injury news. Anthony Davis is out two to three weeks with an Achilles strain um if that sounds familiar that's exactly what kevin durant had before his achilles uh ripped into a million pieces was so, was it yep okay. so i i would expect anthony davis to be at at least a month because track record recent track record with an injury like this for an explosive guy who relies on bounce who relies on being an explosive athletic guy down low like kd was in golden state Keep them just this team is not good enough to win a championship without Anthony Davis, but they can survive a little bit without him. I I don't know. I'm saying at least week or two after the all-star break. Why why bring him back? Because if you bring him back and he blows out his Achilles, he's gone for a year. Oh no, I wouldn't rush him back. It's a difference with Kevin Durant. That was game three of the NBA finals. It's all or nothing. The obviously it didn't pan out. Anthony Davis needs to play it as safe as possible because his, he has by far, he couldn't be any happier to have a teammate in LeBron James right now. Um, He's the perfect Robin to, 
to LeBron's right? back. No, I think this is definitely one of, if not, in my opinion, probably the most skilled teammate he's ever had. Uh, oh, without a doubt. Without a yeah, doubt. Of course. Uh, natural talent, natural talent. And um, there is, he's got a great, the Lakers are a great team. And you obviously having Anthony Davis out is a big blow, but now they have the depth that they didn't have last season because Think about who would come off for AD last year. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, right? Yeah, they got Montrez Harrell. That they have some scoring well, options. Well, my sixth man of the year. Like, yeah, they have Montrez both Harrell definitely could be great. They have Schroeder and they have Harrell. And, and not to mention Marcus Saul as well. And yeah, and Marcus Saul. And that's even if reason, he's still there. That's the <laughs> reason why I think they're better off without Davis now than they were when they were trying to get Davis. Uh, a couple of years back, and Nick, right. I mean, is that the that if you say play him, wait the three weeks and play him, you're out of your mind. Yeah, no, I think uh, you definitely have to wait, but it's definitely a killer against your team. He averaged 22 and a half points a game, eight assists, his three point percentage was above 53. I mean, he was he was just a force on the court, and now it's going to hurt the Lakers down the stretch. Um, with these tough games coming ahead. Let's take a real quick break and uh, we'll come back staying in the West. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs. Through an app assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chow Match, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. and we're staying out west we're going to utah and we're going to the hottest team in the nba that i'm a little skeptical on i don't know how good they are yet i don't know how good jordan clarkston's going to be in the playoffs yet they have a bunch of guys who have done a lot of good things in the regular season and not so much good things in the postseason the only guy that i can say that about that has done some good things in the in the postseason is Donovan Mitchell. And he, you know, 
went out in the second round thanks to Jamal Murray last year in the bubble. Nick, I'll go to you first. Um, do you believe in this team? And if so, why? You know what? They're the best in the West for a reason. And I got to say, best start in franchise history with their record. It's insane. What are they, 20 and five? Is that, is, am, I, am I correct? Yeah, like 20 and five. It, it's insane. They won 19 of their last 20 games. You know, like you said, Donovan Mitchell is offensive, defensive mindset, just a leader on the court. You have Rudy Gobert, who's a defensive mindset, even though little offensive struggles, gets you the boards, gets you the lobs. And then, like you just said, Jordan Clarkson, I think, is hands down right now the favorite for sixth man of the year. Oh, if he, he loses, it's in. his to lose. It's it, his it's, to lose. I, I am just so excited for this team. They find ways to win every time, and that's what championship teams do. They find ways to win with the guys on it, the court and the guys on the bench. Championship teams. Gil, I'll, I'll swing this to you. Can they outlast the Lakers for the first spot in the West? If the Lakers don't have Anthony Davis, then of course. But um, really, I think so. The, just think about the depth that Utah has. I think they have a better coach. Uh, Utah Quinn Snyder, I think, is a far superior coach right now. Toss Look, up. toss up. It's a toss up, but I think Quinn Snyder's system is so complex and it works just for them because, like, not everybody's fit for that system. Additionally, I don't know if people have been noticing, but Mike Conley has been missing the last week. They haven't lost many games, and the people, then the per, the player they've been starting has been none other than Joe Ingles. And <clears throat> hey, what what's wrong with the, the, the man? I the love myth. Joe the Ingles. Legend. Don't get me wrong, I love <laughs> Joe Ingles. But the fact that he's starting and they're winning games still, he was starting for them during this whole run with them. He's like one of the longest right, 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 top players. And he's on the on a side note, he's been balling for me in fantasy, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's he's, why you brought him up. He's, he's Oh, no, but he's, good. he's doing great. I think he's great. It's the, the thing is, though, the fact that you can lose a piece like Mike Conley for in, for some period of time. And but what, my, what is Mike Conley, a borderline all-star who's the biggest claim no, to fame, at least about, for this think podcast? About, think about Mike Conley. But think he about, signed a $151 million contract, and he's been yeesh ever since. Oh, but they don't, nobody's expecting him to be the centerpiece, right? Think about all the options He's getting they have. paid like one. Oh, of course. I don't agree with it, but, you know. Uh, he's he's still there. He's, he's a, a complimentary piece. He's, he's a, a good, good player. player, but he's not but you, worth it's the just, money. It's, I feel like when you lose a player like Mike Conley, you're starting lineup. You think to some degree that's a little bit of a blow, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean, Drew Holiday's better than him. Oh, uh, Drew, I, I think, think Drew like Holiday's most underrated is better than him. De'Aaron Fox is better than him. Oh, De'Aaron Fox is like a borderline all-star. He is an all-star. I, They're not going to so. have an all-star game. They shouldn't, but that's a different conversation. Um, another day <laughs> let's, let's end this podcast by going over a little bit of trade talks and this is going to spearhead one of the articles that I have in the works with the NBA trade machine the first player that has gotten some trade buzz along with Blake Griffin is Andre Drummond and both Griffin and Drummond aren't playing Blake Griffin's probably not going to go anywhere because he's on one leg and it's just a travesty of the end of his career um, I think he's going to end it in Detroit and not really – he blew it a tire. He's on one leg. It, it's, a tr again, travesty for a guy who had such a great start of his career. Um, but with Drummond, there is a need for some teams with a defensive big guy who can get you a ton of boards. Um, Gil, I'll, I'll throw this over to you. Where do you think he can go? Um, what do you think he's worth? 
And is he still on Cleveland at the end of the year? He's not going to be a Cavalier by the end of the season. Let's get that right out the way. If I had a num, if I had a phone number for every NBA exec in the league, I'd call Danny Ainge right now and tell him you got to trade for him right now. Do you want another, you know, borderline okay Cleveland? You big? need the Celtics. The Celtics Thompson. have so much talent, but the problem with the Celtics is there's no defensive presence in yeah, the paint. Yeah, absolutely. You want there's Drummond, no defensive presence Drummond in the that paint. answer though. You need there's some... they need a short they're not a they're not a building team anymore they're a win now team no, they, they need short term answers the thing is with boston you also need something on the offensive end drummond's not that piece really no but like if you have it's He's i think it's better off for point. i think boston's better off but boston's better off as opposed to having a rotation of big men like Trishan thompson dale tice etc cetera, etc cetera. I think they're better off having one steady starter than having just all these rotation because it's just not working. There shouldn't be flirting with a 500 record right now. This is a well, top they got, team. They, they, they had some COVID issues with, with Tatum and right, some injury right. stuff with Kemba. Um, so you think Boston's the right answer? I think Boston's the answer because, again, they, they need a force down low. Okay. Sure, his offense isn't efficient by any means, but he's he'll give you steady playmaking probably in the pick and roll, which can complement Kemba very well. You have somebody that can get a lot of rebounds. That helps a lot for Tatum and Brown, who are going to be the ones chucking up most of the shots. So that's, right. that's it. I, okay. I think they got to go all in on it. All right. Nick, what, what say you? And look, all right. I, I also agree with Gil. I think – Gil hit it, you know. I think the Celtics definitely need a big man under the basket for defense. I think someone needs blocking shots, putting some pressure on some guys. No easy layups. But I think one of the biggest things I think that came out of this was Draymond Green the other day. Did you you guys saw what he oh, what he said I about he, players? I thought he said something very smart. But go on. Yeah, I think I think he killed it. I think like there is definitely a double standard when it comes down to players wanting to request a trade and then teams that want to give uh, trade players away. I think the teams are definitely disrespecting some players, making them like embarrassing them, just like Draymond Green said. And it's it's not right to me. It's a balance. And the reason why I want to say it's a balance and you can kill me all you want for this. They can do whatever they want when it comes to last year, their contract, forcing a trade, forcing a way out. And the year before that, really. So, this is just the counterbalance to the player empowerment era. This is the teams trying to have some say in where a player goes. No, what you don't want is a bunch of James Hardens where they just badmouth the organization, say, get me the hell out of here. And the organization has no other way to go about it than getting rid of the guy because he's, he's a headache. I get it's messy. It really is messy. But you have to, at some point, put your foot down and say, we can't just be all doormats here. We have to stand for something. You sign contracts. I just think, yeah. like, what, the one thing Draymond Green said <clears throat> that was really important to me is, like, to some point, the NBA has to add some protection to the players. Because, sure, you you both have very strong points. Because, yes, the, the teams have every right to do so with whatever players they currently have. On the other hand... 
the players should not be branded as some sort of diva when it's not something that's entirely under their control, especially in the case for Andre Drummond. Because we know James Harden tried, as Draymond said, he tried to dog his way out of Houston. With Andre Drummond... No, he he didn't try. He did. Exactly. Exactly. So when... In this case for Andre Drummond, it's not his decision to make, right? No. They clearly found somebody that's that they find more suited for the job in Jared Allen. When so for in order for them to keep their draft stock up, they want to obviously put him on the sidelines so he doesn't get hurt. But I don't think that's so entirely they the tank case. Games so he doesn't win games for him accidentally because Drummond's still kind of good enough. If you got a random Wednesday against a dreadful team like I don't know. Orlando. He's one of those rare cases where he'll pull 30, 30 points, 20 rebounds in one game and still say that's inefficient. Well, yeah, context. And I don't know. Nick, do you, do you have a trade spot for, for Drummond? Um, I think, like he was saying, I think the Celtics are perfect, but if, if the Raptors are willing to grab him, I think that's another good spot that's too. Good I place. think that's the number I think that's the number one place that everyone's talking about. That's the number one buzz for him. So We'll see what happens. You know, I think hopefully the Raptors do because I love the Raptors. I think he could definitely help them throughout the playoffs once they get there. My Nets don't have enough draft capital or players <laughs> in general to get Drummond, but he's the kind of guy that that I would love to, for for uh, for us to, to grab. Uh, I think Miami's a sleeper to throw him off the bench. You know, not really give that much away. Um, Dallas is a team that I could see. Dallas could use him. Dallas coming use him coming in and and just using him <clears throat> as a uh, compliment to play off of Porzingis. Um, but I'll have more. I'll, this is just bare bones of me thinking about this. He's going to be definitely one of the players in my trade uh, machine column. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure for you to join me today. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thanks for having us. Of course, anytime. Nick, I'll let you go first, uh, telling the people what you got going on, socials, all that, red carpet's all yours, you're, you're the new guest, so I'll let you go first. Hey guys, just um, just follow me, I, I'm right now, I'm, uh, I'm doing Generations Fantasy, I'm editing for one of these new coming up uh, organizations right now, follow me, it's at Generations Fantasy Football, we talk about, we grab players from all around um, the league, all years, Max them up all together. I'll explain it more. Just follow Generations Fantasy. DM me. Whatever you guys want, please. Appreciate it. Bill? Uh, it's only been two weeks, so nothing new has occurred with my <laughs> life just as of yet. But, uh, you know, I still got it the first time. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I got a, I got a blog in the works. Um, hopefully I'll have something done within the coming months and we'll have things uh, on from there. But, you know, I would love to, you know, get a little bit of a following, so. You know, whenever that's ready, I'll keep you all updated. I mean, you got to merge just reach out to him. I think it's New York Sports Machine. Uh, mm-hmm. Just put that in the Google search. So um, right. I'll give Demerge just a plug for that. I got to get him on the podcast. Oh, there, yeah. yeah there's three guys that. I got to get on the podcast that are that are from Iona. It's uh, Evan, Demerges, and uh, <laughs> I want to get him crazy. on, man. I want to go crazy. So <laughs> and I, and I want to get on Mike Jimenez from uh, from CBS Sports. But, oh yeah, he's great too. But boys, again, this is invitations always open. I'm sure we're gonna do this sometime soon. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. And, uh, stay easy, all right, fellas. Thanks, guys. On this side of the coin, not the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. I've got my spring training rankings coming out over the weekend on Sunday, and 
NBA trade machine, Colin and I tease on this podcast coming up as well, and uh, another NBA news, I'll just leave it there, a little tease for that one, and of course this podcast, if you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you see fit, download the show, if there's more of the show than you know, uh, yeah, um, I've recorded next week's podcast already, um, it's a fantastic two episodes, uh, you're gonna want to stay tuned, because it gets very interesting, um, and the guest that I have for next week is just ridiculous, so, um, enjoy the weekend, keep being safe, keep being healthy, best to you and your family, and, uh, until next time, it's closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, peace.